Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Well, let's clap our hands and thank, thank God for His Spirit that's here. You can return to your seats, remain standing. We are, we are honored tonight to have Bishop Bounds with us. We are, we certainly miss our pastor tonight, and any time that we he cannot be here, we certainly miss him. But you're the next best thing, and we we so love and appreciate you. Thank you for being who you are, and uh, thank you for for believing in in young ministers and believing in preachers of the gospel. And uh, it is it is because of you that that uh, we have a pastor that believes in. And young ministers, I'm one of them, many, many throughout this building. And they're being used, teaching Bible studies, preaching, doing all these wonderful things. And we are thankful for you so much. We appreciate you. Could we welcome Bishop Bounds as he comes to preach the word? How many of you are going to preach with Bishop tonight? I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Cody, for all those kind words. Isn't the Lord good tonight? So good to be in Zanesville again. Wonderful people of Zanesville, and uh, you're very, you're very precious to my wife. And I, I apologize she's not here, but she's with your pastor's wife in Parkersburg at a ladies' banquet, laughing and having a good time tonight. I'm going to turn in the word of the Lord to Hebrews the ninth chapter and the twenty seventh verse. Hebrews nine, twenty seven, very familiar passage of scripture. I'm not nervous. I'm shaking because I'm getting older and I I shake. (laughs) Hebrews 9 and 27, And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your anointed word tonight and for all these wonderful people that's gathered here to worship you. We pray, Lord, that you would touch them with your word and anoint me for preaching. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. And everybody says amen. You may be seated. Praise God. It's kind of a gloomy scripture. It's appointed unto man wants to die. Nobody, everybody wants to go to heaven, but I don't think hardly anybody wants to die. I've only been, I think, one time in my life when I, I wanted to die and that I was very sick in a lot of pain and I was just ready to go Pastor David my oldest son he told his church he said I've got a I'm going to have to go take care of the Parkersburg church because dad's getting ready to die I fooled him didn't I (laughs) praise God I I was I was uh, seen a, a thing came up on Facebook Willie Nelson how many knows who Willie Nelson is sure you do He's the ugly guy. (laughs) That dental floss wouldn't help him a bit. (laughs) But he's he uh, he said he kept getting up and and they'd read articles that he had died. Somebody said he fell over in his garden and died. And so he and a friend wrote a song that I'm gonna preach on tonight. (laughs) I woke up not dead again today. Praise God. 
I'm alive. I'm in the land of the living. And I'm so happy to be alive today. And I'm thankful for the goodness of the Lord. And I love living. I don't know why people don't love living. I've heard people say, well, I wouldn't want to go back and live life again. Well, I would. I would. I grew up poor. There was 12 of us children. I mean, we didn't know we were poor. But I enjoyed living. I've enjoyed being pastor uh, for all those years and planning churches. And I, I'm enjoying being retired. If you're connected, you see how many catfish my wife catches. I receive a lot of criticism. Your wife needs to teach you. But I haven't been fishing for catfish. I've been fishing for sunfish and bluegills and crappie and bass because I don't care. I don't like to eat catfish. I like to catch something I'm going to eat, but I love living. I love it when the sun comes up and I get to experience another day in God's creation. My wife's dad used to get up every morning and read the obituary. One morning he got up and Ralph Johnson was listed in the obituary. That's his name. He had died and didn't know it. <laughs> That'd be a terrible feeling to get up and read it and see Frank Bounds in, in the obituary. I, I remember I went to a home missions board meeting and there was a, a fellow missions director there and I walked in and, and he was from Ohio. And I looked at him, I said, aren't you supposed to be dead? I said, I heard you, you'd killed over at at a, a rally in Ohio and died. He said, oh no, that wasn't me, that was another, and he named the preacher, but I was told it was him, and I was in shock when I walked in and seen him sitting there. And I believe in resurrection, don't you? <laughs> I was at Parkersburg Church the other day, uh, and uh, when we had that Easter service at the high school, and and this lady comes in, they're wheeling her in the wheelchair. I told my wife, I said, isn't she supposed to be dead? I thought she had died of COVID, but she hadn't. And I remember as a child, they told this brother got killed and, and uh, about a month later, he comes walking in. And the whole church was in shock because they all thought he passed away. But I woke up this morning, not dead again today. <laughs> Praise God. When I was very sick, when I was very sick, and I, in the middle of the night, I'd feel a little hand go. My wife was checking my juggler vein. I said, what are you doing? Checking to see if I've killed over yet? She said, yeah, I was checking you. I was worried about you. <laughs> but I'm still here. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 6 and 2 says, For he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. That means to assist in the time of hardship. And it says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you're alive today, and you don't know the Lord, you have ample opportunity to come to an altar of repentance like the brother did this morning, be baptized in Jesus' name, and have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. 
But if you're like those people in the Bible, remember when the prophet said, dig ditches. Because they were dying of thirst. He said, dig ditches and, and God's gonna cause a rain way up in the mountains and it's gonna come down. And, and the Bible says that it filled up the ditches during the night. And then when the, uh, the enemy, they said, when they awoke, they were all dead corpse. Now, how do you wake up when you're a dead corpse? Praise God. I, you, I'm glad that you're here tonight and you didn't wake up dead today. If you don't know the Lord, you better pray to God that you don't die tonight. You ought to thank God that you're still alive today because today is the day of salvation. Praise God. We need to rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm happy for every day that God gives me. I want to shake the devil's kingdom. When I wake up, I want him to be thinking, oh no, what's he going to do to my kingdom again today? Praise God. I'm telling you what. I want to be trouble for the devil. How about you? In Ecclesiastes 12 and 1, it says to remember thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. And it goes on to list when the silver cord is broken and when your grinders talking about your teeth fall out. You can't hear the singing in the street and a grasshopper becomes a burden. He says, remember the creator in the days of your youth. Ecclesiastes talks about, he was talking to the young man. He said, go ahead and do whatever you want to do, but knowest thou one thing, for all these things, God's going to bring you into judgment. I don't want anything to follow me, but I want to send my sins on ahead. And there's only one way to do it. That's through repentance and baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I'm not accountable for my past anymore because Jesus signed my pardon. This I surely know. He took my place on Calvary. Now I don't have to go. Hallelujah. I've been covered by the blood of Jesus. If you haven't been covered, tonight is the night for you to get your sins under the blood of Jesus Christ because your guilt is no match for the grace of Jesus Christ. Praise God. I want to I be right, don't you? Am I perfect? Nope. Have I made mistakes? Plenty. I think I told you the last time I was here at the men's meeting about, about uh, I was in, let me tell the ladies. I was in North Carolina. My wife and I had moved there. We'd gotten cold on God, or I had. And I went into Kmart, and they had a Stanley tape and they had two tags on it, sale tags. One was a dollar eleven, dollar eleven. The other one was ten dollars and eleven, or eleven dollars and eleven. And uh, I took, I scratched the eleven eleven off and went up and paid a dollar eleven. And I noticed the girl; she looked at it like, surely this can't be right, man. And after I got close to God, when I'd get down on my knees, I, I would see that Stanley tape in the balance. Finally, I told Debbie, I said, honey, we have to make a trip to North Carolina. She said, why? I said, I've got to take a Stanley tape back. I have to go pay $10 because I knew better. 
I can use the excuse that you get it for the lesser price that's listed, with, but I knew in my heart that wasn't a dollar and 11 cents. Any nut could know that. Praise God. So I drove all the way to Lexington, North Carolina, and I went in there and, and I told the girl, I said, I told her what happened. She said, I ain't never heard anything like that in my life. And, and she got the manager and the manager was confused. I said, listen, all I want to do is give back $10 that I owe Kmart. And finally, she said, go buy something that's $10 and then you can pay for it and then just give us the product back. But I walked out of there. Man, I felt free. The next time I got on my knees, I didn't see a Stanley tape. No, sir, but I had, I had completely wiped that out. I don't care what you've done or where you've been or who you are. You might have tools at home that you stole on the job. You need to take them back and get them out of the balance. You might have cheated your neighbor. You need to make it right. Praise God. You might have hurt somebody's feelings. It's okay to apologize. It takes a big person to apologize for a wrong that you've done. But I'm telling you what, you're not dead again today. So you have ample time and ample opportunity to get right with God Almighty. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out for when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. It's a good time to repent. You're alive today. Praise God, hallelujah. I remember a guy in church that I grew up, he would come and, and there would be conviction. How many remembers feeling conviction? And the guy would squeeze the back of the pew until his knuckles would turn white. And I watched him night after night. He was faithful to come to the house of God, but he would never let up and come to the altar. And then he got to where it didn't bother him anymore. It didn't bother him anymore and he could sit there through the preaching and through the altar call and never made a move. And then he passed away and he was his, at the funeral, his daughter, or at the hospital before he passed away, he was in a coma and his daughter said, can you take water out of a glass and, and just sprinkle it on his head? She said, in the Bible, there was a man that got water out of a camel's hoof print and sprinkled a guy in the desert, which is... It's not in the Bible. The Bible says they went down into the water. But how sad to wait that long. How sad to wait. You don't have to wait. You're able right now to get right with God. I'll never forget when I felt the pulling power of the Holy Ghost when I was only 12 years old and I felt the Lord saying, come on down to the altar. Come on down to the altar and he got a hold of the strings of my heart. How many remembers that time when you felt conviction and I came down to an altar at 12 years old and I remember repenting of my sins and, and I got up out of the altar and I thought, oh my goodness, I feel so light now. You'd be surprised what would happen if you would repent of your sins tonight. You don't have to carry that burden any longer. You woke up not dead again today. You have an opportunity. You're in the house of God. His mercy is renewed day by day. I don't have to carry around sin guilt anymore, but I'm free from the guilt of tomorrow. I'm free from the sin of the past. I've traded my sin for a glorious cross. Woo, I'm glad to be alive today. 
You may be seated. Man, funerals used to be so drab and, and they would just make a pine box and, and, uh, and we've, all, we've all faced death, haven't we? Some of you have lost loved ones. I've lost a brother. I lost my mom and my dad and my grandparents. And all of my aunts and uncles are dead except one aunt. She's in her 90s and, and she can't live a lot longer. And uh, Brother Brown, you're going to die. Sister Brown, you're going to die. Nehemiah, Brother Nehemiah, you're going to die, man. Brother Cody, Sister Rachel, Lakin, everybody's going to die unless the rapture takes place. So you're here today and you're alive to get ready for that day when you close your eyes in death. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of the greatest memories I've had was holding the hand of a person that was taking their last breath that I won to the Lord, that I knocked on their door and they came to the church and repented of their sins and I baptized them in Jesus' name and prayed them through the Holy Ghost and I got to hold their hand and watch the heart monitor until their heart quit beating. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm so glad I got to be a part of their life and teach them a Bible study and bring them to the Lord and pray them through to the Holy Ghost because this is what they were born to live, that they could receive God. And I know that they made it because I got to bring them to Jesus. I'm not dead again today. I still can lead somebody else to an altar of repentance. Praise God. Don Johnson, he was a wonderful singer. I loved to hear Don Johnson. I listened to him occasionally on old apostolic gospel songs. And, and uh, there was a lady that died of cancer. And, and uh, when she, after she died, they found a, a song that she had written beside her bedside. And they gave it to him. And uh, he put words to it. And it says, I may not be living when Jesus returns back to this earth to take me home but if I'm sleeping beneath the cold clay I'm going to rise up with power on that resurrection day because the grave can't hold me I'm going to come out with a voice of triumph I'll rise up and shout oh grave where's thy victory oh death where's thy sting I'm going to shout it so loud the heavens are going to ring now death is the master over all the land. No one can escape from his dreaded hand. But when the Lord calls you, you must go away to sleep there in silence beneath the cold clay. But I got news for you, the grave can't hold you. You're gonna come out when the trump of God sounds. The dead in Christ are gonna rise. Oh, hallelujah, we're gonna rise to meet the Lord in the air. I'm getting a brand new glorified body like it unto his glorified body. I can't wait to get my new body. Man, you may be seated. Who wouldn't want a new body? Some of you young people, you, you like your body. I've known, I've known young men that they love their self, and I thought, how could they ever get married? They're too much in love with their self. You see them take a picture, and they're flexing. Do you know what? You're going to get older. 
I've got an artificial knee. I've got two artificial discs in my neck. And I've got uh, uh, a drill bit broke off there. Dr. Pop in Columbus, he said, I've never broke a drill bit off before. He said, you're going to have that the rest of your life. And I've got a plate in my finger. And you know what? The boys said, Dad, when the rapture takes place, there's going to be a lot of clanging and clacking going on. <laughs> you know why? I'm not, I'm not taking that. That really bothered me when he cut my bone out. And I thought, man, that's gone forever. Getting old's tough sometimes. Praise God. But I'm getting a brand new body. Man, I'm telling you what, you might be sitting here and you might be elderly tonight and you might not know the Lord, but I'm here to tell you, you're not dead again today. You've got opportunity to get right with God. I baptized a guy that was 103. Now you're pushing it when you, you're 103 before you get baptized. I've known people in their 80s that come to the Lord and get the Holy Ghost and get baptized. You know why they were able to do that? Because they woke up not dead again. Praise God. When you die, there's no hope unless you died in Christ. But if that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in you, it's gonna quicken your mortal body. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. We're gonna be shouting on the hills of glory. No more pain, no more crying, no more cancer, no more disease. We're gonna have a glorified body. I can't wait to get to heaven. Sister Donna O'Dell, one of the nurses called me and said, Pastor, there's a lady here. She needs to find God. And so I, I got dressed and went to the hospital and walked in and, and uh, she was laying there with bone cancer. She had had breast cancer and it came back after she had had the surgery five years later and, and she, it was in her bones and she was dying. And, and I, I started talking to her and I taught her a Bible study. She, she didn't know, you know, pastor, when you came in, I knew I was gonna have to get baptized. And she came to church. I baptized her when she got out of the hospital. I baptized her morphine pack and all, put a raincoat on her and baptized her. And she came up, she was saying, even me, even me, he, he saved even me. And she said, when you baptize me, she said, I've always been afraid of dying. But when you baptize me, I seen a na my name at a place on the table and, and your name at a place and Sister Bounds' name on the place. Praise God. She said, now I'm not afraid to die anymore because I know my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm glad she didn't go the first time, but she woke up not dead again until she could be baptized in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. There's no name given under heaven whereby ye must be saved. Praise God. You may be seated. There was, a, there was a man that he had been married to a lady in our church. She came to the Lord and she had been a bartender and her husband had left her years ago and, and she stayed in our church for about, well, it's been 
about 30 years now in Glen Ferris Church, but, but uh, her ex-husband had had a car wreck. And I went to the hospital, and when they went in to correct where he had internal injuries, they found out he was full of cancer. He was in stage four cancer, and he was dying. You know what that man told me? He said, I am so glad I had that car wreck and that I got cancer because he said, I had been a, a Pentecostal preacher and I backslid and I would have died and been lost if I'd have been killed in that car wreck. But I didn't die in that car wreck and, and now I have an opportunity to repent of my sins again. I sat with him and prayed him back through to the Holy Ghost. He died and I preached his funeral and I preached about the prodigal son that came back home again. He was so fortunate that he woke up the next day not dead. You're alive today. So many people pass away, but they used to just take pine boards and put you in the ground, which was probably way better. You'd go back to the, to the earth faster. Now they... They, they take and, and uh, they have real expensive funerals and caskets and it's so ridiculous that people pay thousands and thousands just to put it in the ground. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to volunteer to be a pallbearer, me and some more guys at school, just to get out of school. That's wanting to get out of school really, really bad, isn't it? And the guy's name was Steve Yankovich. And he weighed about five or 600 pounds. He was a huge guy. And, and he didn't have any kin people. And uh, the neighbor bought him, I guess he'd already paid for it, a solid walnut casket. And here, we're about 15 or 16 years old, and we're trying to carry that casket. And it's so heavy, and some of the guys were cheating. They wasn't carrying their load, and it was about to kill me. But he paid thousands and thousands and thousands but when you get right down to it dead is just dead you can bury all your money you can bury all your jewels but that's not going to help you when the trumpet sounds oh but I know what will help you today I've been to the water and I've been baptized. My soul's got happy and I'm satisfied. Oh, my name is recorded. And when the trump of God sounds, I'm gonna hear him call my name. Come up higher. Woo. I might, I might kick the bucket tonight. But I'm not sad. My grandma died. I never shed a tear. She was a wonderful woman of God. And if I needed a prayer answered, I would call my grandma. And she lived a rough life with my grandpa. And when she died, I did not even mourn. I didn't shed a tear because I knew that granny was full of the Holy Ghost. And I knew the life that she had after she closed her eyes in death was way better than the life she had in the present. But I'm telling you what, we're going to be dancing down the streets of gold. Come on, Grandma. Put your shouting shoes on. I'm going to wear that robe of white. I'm telling you what, I won't be fatigued when I get in glory. She won't be bent over and decrepit. I told you before how they'd bring, Mom would bring her into church and she'd be, poor little Granny. 
She'd bring her up, and I looked, man, she's having a hard, hard time. And mom would set her down on the pew, and she'd go, ooh. We'd start singing those songs of Zion. She'd be going, whoop, 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 whoop. She'd dance all over the place. And then after church, when the Holy Ghost sees up, they'd take her back to the car again. <laughs> Old Brother Asbury was 92, and he'd, he'd dance his shoe heels almost loose. He'd say, I'm not looking for a hole in the ground. I'm looking for one in the sky. Well, he went to one in the ground, but I'm here to tell you, Brother Asbury Hurley, the ground's not going to hold you because you died in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Before you died, you had an experience with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Praise God. You need to get right with God. You may be seated. We're, we're messed up, society. We, we've got taller buildings, but we got shorter tempers, don't we? We have bigger houses, but smaller families. More conveniences, but less time. More degrees, but a whole lot less sense. I listen to the news and I'm thinking, they couldn't have said that, but they did. Ma'am, Miss Senator, what is a woman? She goes, well, the person will have to decide what a woman is. That is not what I'm asking you. When you don't know what a woman is, the Spanish would call that, where's the brother skater at? Mucho stupido. Wouldn't that how you say it? <laughs> More knowledge, less, less judgment. More experts, a whole lot more problems. Learned how to make a living, forgot how to make a life. We spin too recklessly, we drive too fast, we get too angry, we read too little, we watch too much TV, we pray too seldom, we multiplied our possessions but reduced our values, we conquered the atom but we can't control our flesh, we talk too much and we walk too little. But I'm here to tell you today, hey, we're in the church tonight and it'll make a big difference. The church, it doesn't follow the... the what do you call it? The fads. But it sets a standard. The most common sense that you ever read is in the pages of this book. I read the back of the book. I read the back of the book. Praise God. You know what it tells me? There's going to be a glorious resurrection of the children of God. I know I keep talking about the resurrection, but there's nothing like it in the world. And the only thing on earth that you can gain is heaven. What's going to happen to all your stuff? Solomon looked around and He's seen all the riches that he had accumulated. And, and he said, what's, it's just depressing because I don't know what my son's gonna do with all of my stuff because it ain't your stuff anymore when you close your eyes in death. But if you got the right stuff, what is this that makes me act kind of strange? What is this, anybody know that song? That makes me run in Jesus' name, whatever it is. Oh, it won't let me hold my peace. 
Well, it makes me love my enemies. Makes me love my enemies and it makes me love my friends and it won't let me be ashamed. It won't let me be ashamed. Well, ashamed to tell the world that I've been born again. I've been born again. I've been born again. If I lost every carnal possession, I'm telling you what, it wouldn't change my faith in God because I've got a promise in him that I can be a pauper or a king and still get the same reward when I get on the other side. You may be seated. Somebody told a story about this old man. He was a slave. His name was Mose. Said the angel came to the rich man that he worked for and said, the richest man in this town's gonna die tonight. So man, he went to telling his sons, you can have this, and his daughters, you can have that, and because he knew he was the richest man in town, and he waited and waited and waited. The sun came up, he was still alive. Man, and then somebody came in and said, oh Mose, he just died last night. <laughs> because you can't measure your riches by what you got in your bank account. Man, it only comes from what you got on the inside. How many remembers that song? And I know I'm old school. Well, I'm a poor rich man. Anybody know that? Raise your hand. A few of us. I'm a poor rich man. Oh, you see, it really happened to me. I'm a millionaire. Well, I know that I'm poor, but I've got a lot more than many rich folks that I know. I've got a home in the sky that money can't buy. You see, I'm a poor rich man. Just because you've got a big bank account doesn't make you the richest person in this church. It's the ones that their names is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise God. I'm trying to, I'm trying to quit tonight. But an infidel said one time, I was reading the last words of saints and sinners, and he said to his infidel friend, he said, I, I'm afraid the Bible's true. And, and, and if I could know certain that death is an eternal sleep, I'd be happy. My joy would be complete. But he said, but there's this thorn that stings me and it's like a sword that pierces my soul. If the Bible is true, I'm lost forever. If you don't know the Lord, you're gonna be lost forever. He let you live again today. I woke up not dead again today. His blood will wash my sin away. I need to rewrite that song. He'll even take your blues away. Praise God, because you can find Jesus in this house tonight. Won't we stand and them come to the music tonight? I feel a spirit of repentance in this house today. If you've got things in your heart that you've been hiding, you might have a secret sin, it's time to bring it to an altar of repentance. If you've got a grudge against your brother or your sister, it's time to make that right. You don't want to stand before God with hate in your heart. Cleanse me from every sin. You remember when David talked to the Lord and talked about how he was lost and his sin was greater than the hairs of his head. But then after he repented, I hear David say, oh, my heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed. 
Somebody said, well, God wouldn't want me. When I read the story of Ahab, he was more wicked than any king that ever existed. And God says, I'm bringing judgment. The prophet went and prophesied. And then Ahab humbled himself and prayed. He was a wicked man. Did more sin, followed after heathen gods, married heathen women, and then he humbled himself and prayed. And the Lord came to the prophet. He said, I, look at Ahab. He's humbling himself. I'm not gonna bring judgment in his day. And I thought if God can forgive Ahab, he can forgive anybody. If he could have taken Apostle Paul when he was Saul and he put Christians in jail and had them put to death, he held the clothes of them to stone Stephen and watched them stone him to death. But when he met Jesus on that road and the bright light shined about him and smote him down, he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecuteth. He went to Ananias. The Lord said, I'm sending Saul to you. And I want you to lay hands on him. He's a chosen vessel. He said, oh God, he's the one that's been persecuting the church. And he said, he's a chosen vessel. And he walked in and he was blind from the experience that he had met Jesus with that bright light. And when he came in and he said, brother Saul, even Jesus that's appeared unto you. You know what? And he laid hands on him and the scales fell from his eyes and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. There's something about that name. Sister Rachel, I'm glad you found the Lord. You've seen people at Crooksville come to the Lord or, or Cambridge come to the Lord. You helped down there for a long, long time. And, and you folks have watched person after person come in this place and find the Lord. But I'm telling you, Jesus is not finished tonight. Don't you feel what I feel right now? Let's bow our heads. Won't you come on down to the altar? Go ahead and sing, Sister Rachel. The altar's open tonight. He let you wake up not dead today. He's given you another opportunity to find him.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.